You can't be what you don't see. And I want to see diversity in the industry or on Instagram, on TikTok. Let's just share things that we love and not feel like it has to be perfect or it only has to be on one shade of hands. Hey, it's Julie with It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly, where we highlight voices of leaders in every aspect of the nail industry to share with you career guidance, growth hacks, and hilarious stories. Whether you're a licensed nail pro or a nail enthusiast, there's room for all of us to build fulfilling careers, so stick around to learn and laugh. Today's episode was recorded via Zoom, so apologies if there are some moments that skip here and there, but I can't wait for you to hear this interview, so let's get into it. Welcome back to It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly. And today we have Chloe Washington. She works in technology and she is a part-time hand model content creator. She was featured in Fortune on an article. You have done such an incredible job digging into the nail industry in this kind of way where so many people would love to get into it, but don't maybe don't know how. So thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to hear your story. How are you? Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this has been, if you had asked me five years ago, what do you see yourself in five years doing? It would not have been this. It would, (laughs) I've been painting my nails since I was a kid and I, but to be able to have a dedicated page, work with great brands, it, this has been a dream come true and it has happened very fast. And the thing that I think I like before I get into how I got into it, the thing I like the most about the nail industry is there's no gatekeeping. This is the kindest group of content creators, the brands that has really drawn me to it because like you said, I have a full-time job. I don't need a a headache on the side. You know, I actually enjoy this. Um, But to answer your original question, I've been painting my nails since I could paint like soon after writing, I was like, mom, buy me nail polish, like five, six years old. I wanted pink. I wanted glitter, all of that. And I was an only child. So I would just do nail designs back in the day, paint my nails, change the colors all the time. I've just always been drawn to nail polish Fast forward to an adult and people would stop me. Hey, what nail polish are you wearing? Your nails look great. I loved doing my nails. And I also enjoyed like I, it was like a, a party trick, I guess I used to do with coworkers. I could tell them like, you're wearing this brand in this color, aren't you? Like, I, <laughs> I love that so much. I love it. And, you know, it's been a tough couple of years for the world, you know, being trapped at home in the pandemic. Like, what am I doing all day besides binging Netflix and painting my nails different colors and, you know, packages showing up to the door of different colors and different swatches. And I didn't want to spam my friends any longer on my personal Instagram page. And, you know, people started having Manny parties, someone that who's become a really good friend, the Manny club, Christiana, she started hosting manicure parties in the pandemic on zoom with strangers. And it was something that she did with her friends before the pandemic. And she just opened it up. So getting to know people that way and talking and people, all the nail pages, you know, emerged in the pandemic and learning photography, all of that good stuff. It was a heck of a few years, but I think the reason that I started in the first place, and as I mentioned, my friend Christiana, you don't see, or you didn't see a lot of diversity in the nail industry. When I want a nail color that's maybe not in stores and only online, and I'm flipping through swatches and hands and none look like me, I'm like, I don't want to waste eight to $12 on something that might not look good on my skin, you know, or having to put in Pinterest or in Google, blah, 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 color on brown skin. Like that got old fast. So you can't be what you don't see. And to be able to, you know, I didn't expect to monetize this at all. I expected to have a page, 
take some pictures of my hands, make some friends. And then here we are today where I'm working with brands I'm working with nail polish brands. I work with fine jewelry brands. I'm trying, you know, I cold reached out to, uh, I love cell phone cases and like, I'm all about the colors you can see from, <laughs> from my office and behind me. I love <laughs> bright colors. And we're just like, Hey, are you guys looking for a hand model? I live in Atlanta too. Could you, you know, and they were like, actually right now we're booked, but thank you for reaching out. You know, it's, I've learned a lot to just shoot your shot and that applies to anything in life, but the nails have picked up very fast. As I said, I mentioned, as I mentioned, I had to learn photography very fast. I don't, it's important to me not to edit photos, but if I'm taking my nail, a photo of my hand and it's dark and I want to fix the lighting or if I need to crop the image. So learning, I have a newfound respect for photographers because I can paint my nails with my eyes closed, but taking a picture, especially for brands and making it look good, (laughs) something that they want for advertising. (laughs) It's a whole nother ball game. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would love to touch on the diversity aspect because that I think is still such a huge thing. When I'm Mm. looking at brands, there's not a ton of diversity when it comes to the swatches and why do you think that is? Because I feel like there's not a lack of darker skinned hand models. Like there's a ton of them out there. I just feel like brands maybe aren't utilizing them. Like what is it? I think it's a big miss. I mean, you're missing your, whether intentionally or not intentionally, you are alienating and missing out on like all money is green. So, (laughs) you know, like not inclusion for the purpose of, of making more bucks, but that's what it will lead to all people want to use your product. All women have hands and and many love nail polish. Why not be able to see it on different skin, on different hands? Like I have, um, both of my thumbnail plates are damaged. People want to see, like, I don't cover that up. I'm like, oh, here, here's the nail polish on my hand, or I've used Ridge Filler. Like here, you can do it too. Or seeing it on different skin, hands with disabilities. Like we all need to see those things and resonate. This shouldn't be something where it's this thing you aspire to be. And, oh, I, I can't paint my own nails at home. Or, oh, I shouldn't wear nail polish because X, Y, Z. There's a seat at the table for all of us, whether you're taking pictures of your hands and getting paid for it and, you know, sending content to brands or if you just like it. And that's what I, that's the biggest thing to me. You can't, like I said, you can't be what you don't see. And I want to see diversity in the industry or on Instagram, on TikTok. Let's just share things that we love and not feel like it has to be perfect or it only has to be on one shade of hands. I love that so much because there's not a ton of influencers or hand models with darker skin tones that are getting shown, do you feel like you get to charge more for that? Do you feel like it affects the price? Do you feel like companies, have you negotiated with them and seen differences in the contracts that they deal with and stuff like that? So that is interesting that going back to what I was saying about the nail community, I have DM'd people, hey, how much do you charge? Both of all colors. Hey, I know you work with this company. How much do you charge? We talk. No one is (laughs) is gatekeeping or hiding the information. And I want to make sure it's very interesting. Sometimes I'll reach out to brown skin content creators and then the same con the same content, same company, I'll reach out to white content creators. And there's there's varying. And we all are like, hey, actually, this is the price (laughs) we should charge. You know, the worst a company can say to you is no. Yeah. No might hurt in the moment, but know your value. Forget worrying about no, because someone's going to say yes. And I've seen the emergence of black owned or minority owned nail polish brands, which I think is so cool. It has been absolutely amazing to work with. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, no, I don't only work with minority owned brands. I love like 
we don't have enough time for me to show you my nail polish collection. So <laughs> I want to have diversity of thought in all of the brands that I work with. That is really important to me. If someone does reach out to me and I go scroll their social and there's, there's zero diversity, I'm a little more hesitant to work with them. I don't want to be your token. If I'm the first, you better continue to bring others in. And I feel the same way. I want to refer people to companies that I work with that I know are great people of all skin tones. This person is reliable. They take great, you know, great photos, great videos. This is great content. There's room enough for all of us in the industry. And it's time for all brands to realize that. 100%. It's actually, there was, I think it was a couple of years ago, a brand reached out to me and I was working with them to do some content and they sent me the product and then they had updated, updated their website. And when I looked at their website, all of their gel swatches, they had it on a white hand and then photoshopped the hand to be darker. Oh my gosh. And I, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not working with you. No. Like, I can't believe you would do that. Like, why would you not exactly. just hire? <laughs> like, I, you, are you just not trying to pay people? Like, I don't understand what, like, why would you think that's okay? <laughs> right. There's like a laziness as well as a discrimination. There's no yeah. lack of, <laughs> of hand models of all shades. These companies have the money to do it. Yeah. Take the time and figure it out. And if it's something that you're not sure about, surely there are advisors or other people that you can ask. You can't just ignore entire groups of people for a product that you're supposedly selling to all. And I don't think they realize what the investment in that would do for their business. It's exactly. It's insane to me. Seems like a no-brainer, but yeah. <laughs> here we are. We're talking about it. So tell me a little bit about your first brand deals. How did they go? Were you nervous? Did you know what you were doing at that point? How Not did it work at out? all. Yeah. I had zero idea. In fact, I, my very first, the first two, one nail polish brand, one jewelry brand, the first two clients that I had, they reached out to me on Instagram just because I had tagged, I tagged the nail brand in my photos and I thought it was spam at first. I was like, there's no way <laughs> that they're reaching out to me to ask to use and to pay me for my content. You know, sometimes you'll get those, hey, can we reshare your photo or this, that, yeah. and the other? I'm like, okay, well, all right, <laughs> sure, maybe, maybe, you know, and that was something too. I was like, well, I shouldn't charge for this. Yes, you absolutely should. This is your own content. This is your creativity on display. They have big budgets, Huge you know? Budgets. And to be able to use your content forever and ever, amen, like you need to get a piece of the pie. And it really depends. You don't, the thing that I found in my first year of doing this is I burned out quickly because I didn't say no to anyone because I thought, oh man, this is going to lead to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I got to the point where for a little while I hated painting my nails and I sure didn't want to paint them little and take a picture of them. So there's, you know, I backed away and I still, there's ebbs, you know, my full-time job, there's ebbs and flows in this. And I think that that's the cool part of it, being able to create any type of content, anything on Instagram, makeup, nails, all of that, doing it on your own schedule and still finding the joy that you originally found, but also asking questions and continuing to raise, okay, you know, I've been doing this for X number of years. Maybe it's time my rates go up a little bit. I have more experience. I have more content. I'm building a portfolio. I'm getting a following. And it really doesn't matter how many followers you have. I have, I think, maybe 2,500 followers. A lot of the content and the work that I do, I don't have to post on my page. Yeah. I, send it, I work directly with, you know, the companies. So you can start small. You can start by just taking good photos, 
painting good manicures and figuring it out. I love to see something that's really rewarding to me because I teach classes for a brand too. Just basic, like Manny 101, you can do this at home. The DMs are my favorite part of being online. Hey, I attended your class and I know how to do this now. I saved 50 bucks going to the salon for this, or, you know, or I have this event and my skin tone is similar to yours. What brands of polish and what colors would you suggest? Hello, brands, that's making them money. You know, the action happens in the DMs sometimes. <laughs> so just being able to keep it fun, know your worth, and then continue to learn and to grow has been really amazing. But to answer your original question, I was terrified. I was like, am I charging enough? Am I charging too much? What do we, yeah, what do we do? How do I even figure this out? Exactly. It was the most nerve. The first manicure that I ever did for money was the most nerve. It's like, I forgot how to paint my nails. I was like, people are going to look at this. Is it perfect? Is my cuticle line good? Am I moisturized? It is stressful. It really, really was. I just remember not having any clue what to charge, like how to even go about the usage rights and stuff. There's so much that go into it, but to touch on what you were saying, um, how you really don't need much of a following. It's a lot of it right now is UGC. Like they're they're not Mm -hmm. expecting you to post it. And I think so many people don't realize that all you need to do is have a really beautiful photo and maybe something that makes you stand out a little bit, a different Mm -hmm. pose, whatever it is, camera angle, something, and you will get noticed. I mean, these brands want content. Exactly. It is the age of user-generated content. Yeah. You couldn't have models coming into the studio in the pandemic. And even now that, that things are, you know, quote unquote, back to normal, like brands are still relying on user-generated content. It adds a personalization to it and it it looks really cool. Yeah. It just feels real. Exactly. You had said before that you burnt out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for burnout? Because that is a huge thing in the industry. Yeah, I limit myself to, I don't say yes to everything anymore. It's like, is this, yes, everyone loves extra money or a side hustle. You know, you get in this grind, grind, grind mentality. Okay, well, what other things are important to you? Does this work for you? Do you enjoy working with this brand? Do you enjoy what this brand stands for? Did you like them? Before they offered you money or before they sent you free nail polish, you know, staying true to yourself and and understanding it, like trust your gut. If you have that icky feeling, like, no, this, this is not worth the money and being okay with that. Also working on your schedule. I'm only going to do five hours this month of content or whatever that amount is set parameters for yourself. Or if you're like, Hmm, I'm not making as much as I thought I would. Let me go harder next month. Let me reach out to these brands or follow up with these brands that I haven't worked with in a while. You have to know upfront because all of a sudden you'll be sitting here in tears with 30 swatches to paint by tomorrow and wondering why you're doing this. Do you have any advice for somebody who maybe is getting a lot of emails about reposting their content or sending them free product, but aren't getting offered an actual brand deal? How, how would you negotiate that? Yeah, I'm, I guess, pretty, I would say now I'm blunt. That hasn't always been the case because some people don't want to work and don't want, they're like, I don't want to owe a brand anything. I just want free polish. Okay. That sounds great. Know what you want before you go into it. Or if a brand is continuously sending you polish and you know, you're getting your, like I said, the magic happens in the DMS. If you're going back and forth with them, Hey, do you have any paid opportunities? Or now when a brand asks me to do something for free, Hey, I'm actually prioritizing my paid obligations before this? Is there an opportunity to work with your brand in this way? 
sometimes they say, oh, yes, or or no. And that's okay too. You can still, brands aren't going to be like, oh, how dare you ask? Like there's never a situation where someone's like, I can't believe you you asked me for this, especially if you're a paid content creator, or even if you've never done it, like, hey, I'm in, I'm investing this time away from my family, my other job, you know, whatever I want to do, relaxing, taking a nap. Like I'm taking my time to, to do this for you. Reach out and be honest. And if a brand does turn their nose up to it, then that's probably not who you should probably be working with anyway. 100%. Yes. I love like knowing exactly what you want, setting those boundaries and holding yourself to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are some brands where I never charge them, but I don't also post a lot of their content. They just send me, <laughs> my fiance is like another box of nail polish. Is that <laughs> they appeared at our door. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. I'm saving us money. You know, <laughs> I think about that. As you know, this podcast is sponsored by Orly, but what you might not know is that Orly Plus is the educational platform made just for professionals that Orly recently launched. On Orly Plus, you can access free on-demand courses to master your skills, and that's available worldwide. If you are based in the U.S. or Canada, you also have access to the Orly Plus online shop, where professionals get 50% off retail on all Orly product. And this one is for you, It's a Nail Thing listeners who are licensed nail professionals. Get 20% off on your first order when you sign up on Orly Plus. Just head on over to orly.plus on your browser, O-R-L-Y dot P-L-U-S, and sign up if you are a licensed nail professional and use the code NAILPOD20, N-A-I-L-P-O-D, two zero, and you'll get 20% off your first order. I want to talk about the fortune article that you were featured yes. in. How did that come to be? So I know the title of the article was successful side hustle, part-time hand model earns 10,000 a year working just five extra hours a week. That mm-hmm. must've been an incredible thing to have come out. Fortune is huge. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. I am still in awe. Um, I actually was connected to fortune through my full-time job in tech. I had spoken at an internal event and we were talking about the flexibility there and being able to do things outside of work. So I mentioned that I was hand model content creator and they actually connected me with fortune. It was like a complete, I was like fortune like the fortune they want they want to talk to me you know having that imposter syndrome moment that I think a lot of us have as content creators I'm like well I only have this many followers or I've only been like you can only yourself to death like stop it they wanted to talk to me so let them you know what I mean like it was very it was amazing they were so kind to work with the interview I think I was shaking the whole time it was a zoom interview and like the headline photo they asked me the day before they were like hey we need a photo of you and all my photos were they fit in little instagram blocks like their social media i was like i don't have any photos of me and my face and you know put the fiance to work at seven o'clock in the morning the day that it was due he very much so wants his credit for that photo so thank you thank you to my fiance he did a great job <laughs> That's so funny but i will be honest it i didn't know the headline until it was coming out and mm. at first i was like oh i don't want people to like that felt very weird. It wasn't a secret, but people are so uncomfortable talking about money. Why? You know, it really, I felt after being kind of shocked about it, I felt empowered by it. Like, this is what I did. And I do, you know, they got the five, <laughs> you know, the internet's not always a kind place. So Facebook, a lot of people ripped me apart and were like, that's silly. That's no money. Well, actually that's my investing in the stock market and my handbag money. I don't have to spend money on nail polish now. So I find other 
things to yeah. say, you know? But also, it's like a hobby and you're making it's money off of something you love to do. Exactly. And the hobby came first, the money came second. And it's just, I hope that it was in, inspiring to those that want to do it and want to make money from this. There is plenty of room, plenty of space. If people reach out, I'm like, no, you can't do it. You're taking money out of my wallet. No, you're not at all. It's amazing. I can't wait until the day that I can do some in-person collaborations with other hand models, like actually in a studio somewhere or not in a studio. You know, I've made this is I've made lots of friends on the internet. My mom does not understand, but I have like <laughs> my nail, my hand model friends. Whenever I've been traveling for work, I've met so many people in person. I'll stay an extra day before a day after and get to meet these people that I've been collaborating with or talking to for, you know, three years now. It's amazing. Like some will be at my wedding. It's really cool how I've been able to make solid friendships, money aside, nail polish aside, meeting cool people that I never otherwise would have met and being another face of diversity in this industry where sometimes it looks a lot of the swatches look the same has been really cool. No, that's incredible. And to be this inspiration to people and creating the community around that, it's it's really a one of a kind experience. And I'm sure so many people look up to you and, uh, you know, they're so inspired by what you're doing. And uh, thank you for, for oh, being a part of this. Yeah, community is such a huge thing. And I think when it comes to like the hair industry, the makeup industry, I do feel like there tends to be a little bit more drama than with the nail industry, right? <laughs> you do hear of, of the drama in other industries, that's for sure. Yeah, and like there's still drama in the nail industry. Right, yes, like it's not this... all sunshine and rainbows, yeah. but it mostly is, you it know? It mostly and, is. And thank you for what you said about me being an inspiration, but there are those that have inspired me, like you. I was listening to your interview with Crystal the other day. I've been following her for 10 years. Like She's incredible too. Yeah. yeah. So there are so many people that like I have been able to talk to that, were just like, you know, like inspiration to me. I'm like, gosh, I want to be like them one day. And to be able to like, if I DM somebody and they reply back, I'm still kind of starstruck. I'm like, they know me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they responded. It's, it's amazing. That's such a cool feeling. It really is. Do you have any advice for somebody who's getting into this and just doesn't know how to start pricing things? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I would say ask other people. People are very honest. I've reached out to people that I kind of knew in the nail industry, people that I really knew and total strangers and said, Hey, this is, this is what this company is asking me. Does this price seem fair? And after a while people were like, yeah, that's on." like, I still do gut checks. Oh, that's on par. Or like, that's way too little. Or sometimes that's that's way too much, you know, like being able to, to have that. And I keep track, I work in tech uh, strategic ops full-time, So I have my spreadsheets. I have every invoice I've ever sent, how much I've charged. I try to uptick a little bit every year. Like, okay, I have more experience. (laughs) I have more exposure to keep going. You really have to ask questions. And I've even seen social media accounts spin up where it's solely for content creators. And these are full-time people that will help you negotiate or help you. No way. It's like a, it's like a therapist for hand models. Like how much do you, how much should you charge? You know, (laughs) does this feel right? Should I work with this brand? what does this contract say, you know, or do I use a contract? Do I not? I don't, I'm not under contract right now with many brands. I want to work with several brands and I do different things for different people, but as long as you're upfront about the costs or something that's worked for me too, keeping track of how much time something has taken me, I can do a Manny and a photo a lot more quickly than, Oh, you want a real, let me grab a glass of wine because sometimes (laughs) that's 
you think it'll take just a second, you know, when reels look so easy, imagine the amount of time it's actually taken the person to get the editing just right. So yes, you should charge more for that. Figure out what your hourly rate is. Figure out, you know, when I'm working with jewelry companies, okay, how many different manicures do they want? How many poses? How much time is it taking me to actually paint my nails, let them dry, make sure, you know, it's different when you're with jewelry. Sometimes with content creation for nail polish, you can go outside with, if you want an outside photo, you know, paint one hand, it can still be a little bit wet, take the photo with the other hand. When you're swapping jewelry in and out, you've got to let like your polish got to be perfect, got to be solid dry, you're swapping the rings in and out or the bracelets, take into account the amount of time it's taking you to do those things. You don't have to do it every time, but like keep a time sheet for a month or two and see what it's actually taking you. And that will help you to figure out your rate. That is beautiful advice. Mm -hmm. And I love, again, that you were always communicating with other people and asking them what they are charging, because I feel like that builds really strong relationships with other people in the industry Mm -hmm. as well. Definitely. Yeah. How you get like the community started. So I feel like that's a good way to introduce yourself into the industry by creating those relationships with other people doing the same thing. I love that so much. So when it comes to content creation, what is a do and a don't? Hmm. I would say, and this is very tactical, like nail polish, moisturize, cuticle care oil all the things and hydrate the worst photos I've ever taken are when I haven't been using the cuticle oil consistently or hydrating like when I'm dehydrated and haven't had enough water it shows in my photos like that is something very people don't think about that but you want your skin to look plump and hydrated and especially if you're trying to show brands and get noticed you have to treat this like a job if you want it to be a job take care of your nails no hangnails in the photos. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be perfect. We're all humans. Like I'm not, my hands have lines in them. Or like I said, I have damage on my thumbnail. I'm not hiding those things, but I'm putting my best foot forward. Think about it as an interview. You're not going to wear a ratty old t-shirt or your pajamas to a job interview. So why would you not put your best foot forward in your nail photos? It's so funny that you said that about water, because I just saw yesterday, somebody was like, if you're trying to take hand photos, and you're dehydrated, your veins pop out so much more. They do. They didn't realize that. <laughs> they do. And it took me a while to figure that out. I was like, okay, I'm hydrated. I'm out here taking photos. And I was getting so stressed out for a job I was doing a few summers ago. And I'm like, what, what is wrong? So I was like, I'm going back inside. I'll come back out here later. And I was just sitting inside watching TV or doing something, drinking water. And I went back outside and I was like, oh, okay. A bottle of water really helped me out a lot. You know, it's That's the little so things. Yeah. And what is a don't? I would say a don't is don't beat yourself up. They don't, you're, it doesn't have to be perfect. It needs to be good. It needs to be great. It doesn't have to be perfect. And don't beg brands. If you're not getting, you know, there's something to be said about repeating, trying to reach out to brands. Sometimes they'll reach out to you. Sometimes you can reach out to them. If a brand is icing you, move on. There's so many nail polish brands out there and they're coming up by the day. I've seen so many indies and indie and small nail polish brands coming up, those brands, especially, Hey, we need, you know, you think about you're new to nail content. They may be new to nail polish. How do I find a content creator? How do I, you know, but also supporting them too. just, Hey, this is a new company. I'm going to buy this polish and see how I feel about it and paint it. And if I love it, maybe I'll say something on my page. And it's not about, like I said, having a ton of followers, you can have 50 followers. It would be just like referring a friend you're at lunch and they like your nail polish and you tell them what it is, you know? Word of mouth is so important. 
Actually, when it comes to indie brands versus big brands, do you feel Mm -hmm. like you have to charge them different prices? Do you feel like it's a little bit of a different situation? It depends. It really depends on my relationship with that person and with the owner. Sometimes I'll do a a freebie, but if the, if they're continuously coming back, I'm like, okay, now it's time, time to charge essentially depends on what they're asking for too. Some are just like, Hey, can I send you this polish? Yes, of course you can send me this polish. (laughs) Yes, you can. You know, sometimes they'll say there's no obligation to post or you don't owe me anything. I just want to get this out into the world. And like I said, if you love it, post on your page, like, Hey, this is a cool nail polish. I like this color or I like this brush. There's no, I'm going to paint my nails anyway. So that's not really taking away from my time. You know, like I said, go with your gut. Sometimes you just feel like, Oh, I'll do this. Not a favor, but I'm not going to, I've been doing this long enough that I'm not going to consistently not charge anything. If I'm working, if they're using me and their social and their email, you know, they're really versus a reshare or my story or something like, Hey, this person liked this. You have to kind of go with what feels right for you and make sure you don't have that inkling of feeling taken advantage of. Yeah. I was just going to say that if you, if you start to feel that way, you just, do you cut ties? Do you, you know, let them know how you're feeling? I've done both being up front. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes you, it's not ghosting, but sometimes things like they don't have a need, you're busy, you you move on. There's ebbs and flows with, with each brand and that's okay. For sure. Oh, what's on your nails? I am wearing, which I just painted. Speaking of painting, this is called Flight of Fancy. It's the Adam Lambert and Orly collection. It is so good. So good. I love this color. Like I actually said, Ooh, when I was painting. (laughs) It's so pretty. Yeah. I love this will be in the rotation for sure. Yes. I just got that too. And I'm obsessed. It like matches my hair. It does. I was going to say it matches your hair. (laughs) So good. So do you have an orally story? Yes. So going back to what I was saying about looking at people's nails and knowing like what brand or what color it is. I I'm not as good as I used to be. There's a lot of, a lot of colors have come out (laughs) in a lot of brands, but I noticed a coworker probably maybe 10, at least 10 years ago, she had this color on and I had never seen it. And I stopped, she was walking to me. I was like, what, what is on your nails? What is this? She said, Oh, it's orally. It's called rage. And I was like, That's a really cool name for a nail polish. It is the least rage-like polish ever. It's like a, it's like a rose gold metallic (laughs) shimmer. It is amazing. So apparently everybody loved that color because I had to go to five different stores to even find the, it was one of those, this is my mission after work today. I'm going to find the color. And it just opened the floodgates. I even ordered some last, was it a month or two? It was sold out on the website again. Like this is an iconic classic oily color. And I just couldn't stop after that first color. It is gorgeous. I love that one so much. It is that like perfect rose gold. It is. And it goes like you can dress it, you know, dress it up, dress down. It looks great with jeans and a t-shirt. But if you're going to like something, some very fancy event, that is my go-to color. Wow. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that you knew the color. It's that. I I have it. I have it in gel right now, but I don't have it in polish. (laughs) It's so good. Are there any trends that you would love to see come back? It has come back. French manicures are back. Yes. I am so, I was so sad when they started going away. I was like, wait, I like this thing, but I love that there's like a twist and a spin on it. Now you can do it. I've seen it in bright colors. I've seen it in like an ombre. I just think it's so classic. And I love that people are putting their own like sense of style on it. 
I want that to stay here for a while. <laughs> I really like it. That's beautiful. And oh, ode to Jeff Pink for exactly creating the French manicure. I love that. So yeah. Much. <laughs> I'm very happy it's back. I hope it sticks around for a while. Yes. Yes. And I feel like it goes through these cycles, you know, like when, um, like the Long Island French manicures, like yes. those were like so big and then people were like, no, that's too much. And then it became, you know, this much softer version of it. It goes through these cycles. I love it. It does. It really does. So what's next for you? Oh, what's next? I am, like I said, I'm doing a little bit of content. I'm teaching some classes monthly, which has been really fun. I love the engagement with people and like, not just, you know, you throw a photo out there and see what sticks. Like I like talking to people and understanding that I definitely want to continue to work with more brands, get into, as I said, like you never realize how much hand models are needed until you start paying attention to ads and commercials. There's a hand behind the whatever's being held. So I would love to work with even brands outside of the nail polish industry, but I still got to stick like my first love is nail polish and the nail industry, but getting to know more people, getting to do maybe even some in-person stuff like that. I would love to like work with a brand at their headquarters and like do some studio stuff. I think that that would be really cool. I'm having some great conversations with a few brands right now. And I'd love to see where this goes. I don't imagine this being full-time for me. I love what I do full-time, but I don't see me stopping the content creation and, and the UGC. Like I love it. And I love the people that I've met. So I just want to continue to do that. It just seems like such a perfect success story when it comes to having this hobby that turned into something so much bigger than a hobby, but not stressful yeah. enough that it feels like work all the time, you know? Right. Exactly. I still love it. I still get excited when I get, oh, can you swatch this? When I get new collections in the mail, I'm like, this is great. I can't wait to paint this. There's still that excitement. It hasn't gone away and I don't think it will. Well, Chloe, this has been amazing to hear your story. You have beautiful advice for content creation. It's incredible, the community that you've created and we really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. I could talk to you all day. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning into It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly. Chloe Washington shared her amazing journey into becoming a nail content creator and hand model. She dug into the lack of diversity in the industry, creating a community, and she had incredible advice for anyone looking to get into content creation. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at polishedby.chloe. Don't forget to follow Orally on all socials and also at Orally Plus on Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy to leave us a review. A big thank you to Phonogenic Studios for killing it with the audio during this interview. If you want to suggest somebody we should interview, email us at podcast at orallybeauty.com.